Hey everyone, welcome to Pieces of You, a show about life through the lens of four fierce and resilient women who lost their moms too damn soon. Each episode will feature stories to inspire hope, healing, and connection. Because if we work together, we can make the broken better. Hello, everybody. So today we're going to be hearing from some of our listeners. They have left us some voicemails and we get to hear them in real time and talk about it. Our listeners talk about what drew them to the podcast and what they enjoy about it. They discuss some of their own favorite holiday memories and some tips and tricks for getting through the holidays. If you're grieving or trying to support someone who is, or just a human being trying to get through the chaos that it is. This episode contains a content warning related to the topic of mother loss. Please check the show notes for a more detailed description. How is everybody doing today? (laughs) Uh, I'm good. (laughs) Why are we all hesitating? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Like I'm, I'm really excited for this. So I was, I've been looking forward to this so much. Like I was went grocery shopping real quick and I was like jolly grocery shopping thinking I cannot wait to hear what these listeners have to say. Like I have no idea what they're going to say. It's kind of scary, but I also think like if they hated the podcast, they probably wouldn't call in. (laughs) So hopefully it'll be good. I am not feeling great. And that's kind of why I prefaced before we started recording. Like, I don't want to completely lean on this with the expectation of like, oh, I'm going to feel so much better after. But I've kind of been thinking ever since I woke up this morning, like I need some positive feedback today. Like I am just feeling... I am tired. My, I have a like this ring that tracks my heart rate and like my heart rate's been really high lately. And I don't even, I don't know. I'm, I have been working out as well. So I don't know if it's like my body is just like tired from that, but it feels mixed with low mood, which is not fun. But I am, I am looking forward to recording this episode. I also have to say, I am the one who collected I or I had access to the voicemails first. I didn't listen. Only one did I listen to and then downloaded them and handed them over to Aaron who's hosting. Um and you know it was a little discouraging in the beginning because we weren't getting any voicemails. And I was like, what's happening? But now we have quite a few, right, Aaron? I can't I don't even know how many, but it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And we, we had reached out to some people that we knew. I think there, there's some people that a couple of us know personally in here. Um, there's people that have lost their mothers. There's people that are supporting other people who have lost their mothers. And there's people that have been through our losses in, in our lives and listen to want to know more on how to support people in their lives. Um, and we're going to hear all about it. So I won't do any spoilers. Um, but it's really great. And I do want to thank, uh, the people who we're going to hear from like personally in our lives who, you know, heard our call and reached out and decided to leave a voicemail, even if they felt awkward doing so, um, they're fantastic. And we really appreciate all of our, our loved ones in our lives as well, who, um, supported us in this episode. Yes. I'm very excited. We have a range of people who called in all different experiences, a few people with different advice. Yeah, I'm really excited. So should we get into it? Yes. 
Okay. So we're going to listen to our first voicemail right now. I love how you labeled it. No peeking. That was Christine. Christine did that. <laughs> and I, I definitely appreciate that. So, well, to, to preface this for our, our listeners, um, since I was hosting this episode, um, I needed to have a little bit of a structure behind it. So I have listened to the voicemails only very recently, but no one else has listened to the voicemails. None of the other hosts have listened to it. So we're going to be hearing them in real time and reacting and reflecting and answering some questions and things like that. So... Yeah, let's get into our first voicemail. Hey, yo, I am calling from Minnesota. Um, I've been listening since y'all started, and I'm going to try and make this short because my last one got cut off. So I started listening because my spouse is a motherless son, um, and he lost his mother uh, about 16 after a fight with Luke Garrett. So I was super interested because it's not been something he's wanted to talk about in the 16 years that we've been together and uh, wanted to find a way to kind of connect with him on that as I know it's something that affects him in the way that he shows up in the world and the way that he shows up in our relationship. Since starting listening to y'all's podcast, it has opened up so many conversations um, and just really helped me connect with him in a deeper, more meaningful way. Not only has it helped us in our relationship, but it has also spurred some conversations between himself and his older brother because his brother was already out of the house by the time that their mother had passed away and coming from a single parent home, it was very difficult for my spouse to experience that on his own um, without having another parent there for that that support and just be literally being on his own at 16 in the house then after his mother passed away. So it's just been eye-opening, and it also has assisted me in dealing with um, the mental health case management that I do with youth in the community. So um, giving me that lens to work with those youth and be supportive for them because I come from a two-parent family, and so um, this has just given me so many other skills to do that. One of the memories I have from the holidays is coming from my paternal side or my maternal side, um, and just big family gathering. We all had to go down into the basement as children. Well, all the adults stayed upstairs and, and played games and um, had a, just a big gathering. So it was really fun um, to be the grandkids or, you know, the cousins and get to play games and play dress up with all the costume jewelry. And I remember the next morning waking up and two of my, uh, one of my aunts and one of my uncles um, had slept on an air mattress, which had completely deflated throughout the, the night. That was when I was much younger. Um, but I come from a large family. And so that was just one of my fun memories that sticks out because um, we don't all get together anymore now that we've all grown and moved on. So thank you all for the work you do. And I can't wait to listen to more of your episodes. All right. So that was uh, our first voicemail from Leah calling from Minnesota. Thank you, Leah. All right. So, so yeah. So Leah had mentioned um, she's been married to a motherless son for years. And, you know, she's been supporting someone who is constantly in and out of this grieving process and everything. You know, she also works as like a mental health case manager and just able to transfer skills into the youth that she works with and everything. I'm just, I'm amazed this is reaching men. I, there's something about that that I just, I love. I love, I love. Shadia, it looks like you're, I, I jumped I, in. No, I'm just, I'm kind of overwhelmed by it. Because we record a lot and I forget that people actually listen. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow, the stranger 
Wow. Stranger to me, I guess. I yeah. Should yeah. Say. So I, well, I, I didn't, she didn't mention it in the voicemail. I suppose I'll just, I'll mention it here. She knows. Yeah. So okay. I just Leah, was curious. Leah is my cousin. I have grown up with her. I remember those family gatherings that she's talking about. Oh. And I know her husband really well and have known that he's a motherless son also. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Sorry, Shadia. <laughs> no, it's fine. So I think I'm just in a state of being overwhelmed and like kind of giddy and and scared all at the same time. But what I loved was that whatever we're doing here is bringing up conversation in their household. And that makes me so happy. It's like, I feel like maybe we've given her some tools to be able to just have those discussions, which has probably, you know, brought them closer, which makes me so happy. I'm just grateful that she is listening. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, like you're saying, just to a, some sort of inspiration or content to possibly initiate dialogues, which I'm realizing after listening, like I am doing with my partner as well. Like mm-hmm. it's just, totally. it feels so fresh. Like it's in my mind and it's kind of like we talked about in the gratitude episode, you know, it's like, Gratitude can be hard because it's not something that we're necessarily thinking about or talking about a lot. And I think that can go for anything. But Mm -hmm. with grief in this case and our own losses, it's like it's so easy to just kind of bury them. Mm. And it just feels so much more present in in that uh, oppressive way necessarily, but just kind of like something I'm thinking about more. And I love that it's inspiring that for this listener as well. I think along the same lines, I just want to add that, you know, when we're talking about healing and grieving openly, it doesn't have to be this huge, uh, I don't know, it doesn't have to be so overt, right? It's just as it can be as simple as having a conversation, just talking again about the person, about the loss. And I also was really struck by her sharing that he's her spouse is now talking with his brother about it again. I mean, that is such a gift to both of them. Wow. It gives me the chills. It was, that is just so amazing to, to just the, the simple act of just talking about that person, about that loss. And then having that, talking about that in a shared way with his brother, that's, I don't know. My mind is kind of blown. I had no idea. It's so cool. Oh, good. My heart's bursting. We've only listened to one. That was, that was just our, our first, our opening voicemail. There's many more to go. <laughs> awesome. Um, I really want to thank uh, Leah for opening up like that. Um, yeah, thank you. I love her very dearly, her and her husband. Um, thank you for doing that. And, and also her holiday memory of the large family. I don't know if any of our listeners can like relate to that or you guys can, but like, I remember that too, like all the cousins getting together and we just were like, just partying in the basement, a bunch of kids, screw the adults. So yeah, going (laughs) wild, (laughs) which was always really fun. And I think brings up nostalgia, might bring up nostalgia for everybody else. So thank you for sharing that memory, Leah. Okay. We're going to listen to our second voicemail right now. Hi, my name is Wilson Gittins and I'm from Northern Utah. And I listen to Pieces of You podcast because it validates the complex feelings and situations that I've experienced since losing my mom. One of my favorite Christmas memories is from the last Christmas that my mom was alive. My son had just turned one, and 
my family just felt whole and there was so much joy and I'm grateful for that memory especially because Christmas has felt so different since she's been gone. A healthy tool that I've learned for the holidays is to not should ourselves. Don't do something just because you think you should or someone else thinks you you should. Say no to things or people to keep your own peace and take care of you. During the holiday, that can be overwhelming, overfilled, and even sometimes triggering. Make new traditions, start rituals that bring you comfort and joy, and leave time to breathe and to just feel your feelings. And I also find it helpful to set aside time to honor and bring my mom into my Christmas. Uh, One thing that we love to do as a family is to go caroling at my mom's grave and eat those cherry cordial chocolates, even though we all think they're nasty. That's probably why she liked them, because no one else would eat them. And some years I've even written a letter to her on Christmas Eve, and this feels healing to me and helps me feel her closer by for the holidays. I have chills. Yeah, oh that. my gosh. So that was Alyssa. And we we remember Alyssa because Alyssa won our self-care giveaway. Yes. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Alyssa, for calling in. That was so sweet and so special. Um I feel like she said a lot and I kind of want to so like un- unpack. I want to unpack a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So first and foremost, she had mentioned in the voicemail, one of her pieces of advice is don't should yourself. Don't should yourself. And maybe we've mentioned this before, but in terms of the holidays, I feel like it's very important, whether you've experienced grief or not, not doing things that you feel like you should, not feeling pressured to put so many things into a day or do things that you don't want to do or aren't comfortable with. I think that's really important. And it brings up boundaries again. And I think that's really important. It's a really, really good piece of advice. And I know that one that I could I could stand to take more often. I could stand to, to follow that advice more often, for sure. Don't shut all over yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's hard with the holidays because, you know, especially if you're still connected with family, you know, of wanting to please someone or wanting to get together because they do. And if there's grief or loss involved, I mean, if you personally aren't comfortable getting together, if you maybe just want to be alone or with a partner or with a friend, but feeling maybe family pressure to get together, even when you're not ready or not comfortable, um, I feel like that can come in a lot and it doesn't it it doesn't feel good when that happens. I know that I've experienced that, like that pressure, and it doesn't feel good. And if you give in to the pressure, you almost just feel worse afterwards. So, yeah, I think that's a really good piece of advice. I loved the tender memory that she shared with her mom, and it made me think back to the last Christmas that I was able to spend with my mom. And uh, I shared about that in the last episode, but it's that just, I don't know. And then just imagining her, her child there. And I, that was really beautiful. And of course, you know, the don't should yourself. I'm just like boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> it's, it's such a theme for us. I do have to share, Alyssa, I love the cherry cordials and those are a huge thing in my, those were a huge thing in my family. My grandfather, my mom's dad was a freak about those. So we, we actually even made them a few Christmases. We 
did the homemade. They were so good. I love them. So I, I have to... They are, they are one of my favorite candies. Are they? <laughs> they are one of my favorite candies. I love them so yes. much. Also, yeah. but also like, I also really love candy corn and people look at me like I am insane when I say <laughs> that I really like candy corn. Like, I like, I don't know what it is. I really like candy corn. I really like the cherry cordials. So like, I'll... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'll... I'll take them. If anybody's <laughs> got like a recipe, I'll take it. Oh, love that uh, stuff. I don't agree on the candy corn, but get, give me the cherry cordials. I feel like Alyssa is really exemplifying the badass boss bitchness of like self-care around the holidays. I learned a lot listening to you, Alyssa. I took notes. So... It's crazy because I was just thinking for the first time this year of starting to incorporate my mom into the Christmas and like, and but I hadn't gotten so far as to think of how. And I love the idea. I can't go to her grave because it's a little too far. I could, it would just be, I think I don't want to drive that far, but um, maybe like creating some sort of like altar or something like with her picture and and just having a, a a space for her. And then I love the idea of writing a letter too. That's that's so incredible. Like I used to write a letter to Santa when I was younger. Mm. So now I can write one to my mom. Thank you, Alyssa. Yeah, I think we all really enjoyed it. And we remember you from winning our self-care giveaway that we had a couple months ago. So thank you for reaching out again. Um, we hope you're you. enjoying the matcha. yeah we hope you're enjoying your package and um we hope you take care of yourself this holiday season and don't should yourself (laughs) okay so let's go on to our third voicemail hi there my name is tara and i am calling from sock rapids minnesota i listen to pieces of you podcast because one of my best friends is a co-host hi aaron And I listen because as a teacher, I want to be able to be there for my students if they find themselves in a situation where they have lost a parent. And so I'm trying to learn about how I can help them handle their grief. I think my best holiday memory is also one of my sadder holiday memories. Um, My father was incarcerated for a good part of my life. And when he, the first year that he was out, we had our annual like family get together with his side of the family whom I had never met. And it was awful and awkward because I didn't know anyone and I felt very uncomfortable. But at the same time, my father was there and we were together and he was just as uncomfortable as I was. And I just think back on that quite a bit about how we found each other in a sea of uncomfortableness. Um, when the holidays roll around, I think it's really important to take time for self-care and for people who may have multiple family gatherings to avoid over-planning so you don't get the burnout of the holiday season. I would really just like to know more about how I can help my students as a teacher who experience grief. Being that I haven't experienced that yet, I want to know what I can do, if anything, what resources I can send them to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tara, for calling in. Love you. You're great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really appreciate Tara sharing about her first Christmas back with her father. I mean, there's so many different types of grief, right? And I imagine that she was processing so much and grieving 
and also celebrating being with her dad again, even though it was uncomfortable. I love how she uh, created that image of them finding each other at that gathering. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, as far as resources for her, your students or her students, how do we want to say that? <laughs> uh, I There are so many. Uh, I think that this might be a good one to list and I can help with that, Erin, list in show notes. You know, well, first of all, ba- you know, basic is that if we can, as adults, acknowledge children and acknowledge the person, that is so important. So, you know, I know we've talked about this before when there's been activities at school that revolve around certain family members or um, loved ones that, you know, for example, Mother's Day or Father's Day or Grandparents' Day where a grandparent comes in and sometimes, you know, students don't have those people in their lives. So giving kids an opportunity, asking intentional questions. I know you're grandmother died recently. What was her name? What did you like to do with her? Those simple questions where it doesn't have to be about the loss. It can be about the relationship that the child had with the person that they lost. And just returning to those memories is is so important to keep that, that person present. And then, you know, of course, I go to books and journals. So I have a list of books and journals that I can, I think that would be really good to list in our show notes. And then, of course, there's organizations like uh, She Climbs Mountains and Girls Rise Up. We specifically serve girls that have experienced the loss of their moms. But there's also organizations, and I'm talking just in Minnesota right now, uh, like Brighter Days Family Grief Center. And then there's organizations that are specific to specific types of loss. So if someone has died from cancer or, you know, so I, uh, or or suicide. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, if I can help make a list, I'd love to do that. And you can put it in the show notes, Erin. Absolutely. I want the show notes in this episode to be just full of like this advice and reflections and love and care from us to you listeners. So yes, absolutely. And so also I do want to preface. So Tara is a high school English teacher, which I feel like I can tell just in the way she words thing, like the sea of uncomfortableness and everything like that. Like she can be really eloquent when she speaks. So she's a high school English teacher. And also I think books are a huge resource for her specifically, but also for teachers in general. Like I have, I have multiple friends who work in schools and who are teachers as well. And always kind of looking for books on certain topics for not only their students to read, but also for them to read as well. So I definitely think that things like books and journals are very helpful for people in those positions. And I know Tara's always scrounging like everywhere for more books to fill up her classroom for her students and for herself as well. So I definitely think that that can be a big help, especially if we're talking about relating to students or um, like a population that you are trying to serve through your job. Even, you know, Leah had mentioned earlier, she's she's a case manager. So I think that those are really big resources in those fields when people are trying to relate to their clients or students or whatever the population is that they're serving. So I love to put together some of those. Yeah, I really liked Tara's, um, I, you know, I've been her friend since high school. So I've known her for a while and knew about the memory with her father and everything. And I was... I was really happy that she shared that as well. I think that was a wonderful memory of a different kind of grief and a coming together after that. Um, 
I also really liked her advice, you know, so. I was just going to add one thing to what Christine said, which is the holidays and different moments in school where you're making gifts for Mm. mom, dad, grandparents. Mm -hmm. This also plays into the holidays. Like there's many times at daycare and even into elementary school where kids are asked to make presents for their parents. And that's fine and lovely, but I feel like the teachers need to be very aware of who their students are and maybe make it more broad. Maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't just have to be like, make this for your mom and for your dad. Well, maybe it's mom and mom, (laughs) you know? So I just think it's something really good for teachers to be aware of, especially this upcoming month um, going into the holidays. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. Um, Thank you for bringing that up, Shadia. Yeah, I, I really love that. Well, and I know I shared on here in a previous episode that when I was in kindergarten, we had to make Father's Day things. And I didn't have a relationship with my father yet. And I remember it being, you know, that sort of a, just like, I felt awkward and embarrassed and things like that. So yes, her advice, avoid over planning and burnout with booking too many things at once. Have we all experienced that? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm already experiencing that. It's not even Thanksgiving. (laughs) We're recording, obviously, right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The expectation just for socializing during this time of year, I realize it's just so high because I can get away with being like a hermit, like most of the time. (laughs) But I'm realizing like I'm I have like something every, you know, at least one thing a weekend, which for me feels like a lot. And then some week, you know, coming up, there's going to be like one day, then the next day, then the next day. And I'm exhausted even thinking about it. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Um, And I know Tara personally, um, she has a one-year-old daughter. And so I know her holidays for her have been growing so much with like her husband and now she has her daughter and stuff. So I know she's a good advocate for boundaries around the holidays as well for her personal life and proud of you for doing that, Tara. So thank you, Tara. I love you. We all appreciate you. And yeah. All right. Going to move on to our next recording. Hello, Pieces of You podcast. I am calling about your holiday listener episode. Um, my name is Erin. I am from Woodbury, Minnesota. Um, I found your podcast on accident from, I think somebody uh, led me towards motherless daughters. I lost my mom six months ago. So that's how I found your podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. I wasn't sure I would have a ton in common with you since I'm um, I'm 45. I'm an adult, so I didn't know how much I would have in common or how much I would connect with the podcast since um, you've lost your mothers when you were younger. But um, I lost my dad when I was 15, and um, it was through you guys that I realized that that um, – I always called it a loss, but now I see it as trauma. And so I just really connected – I've connected with a lot of a lot of what you ladies have said in the podcast, and I appreciate it so much. Anyway, so um, for the holiday episode, I don't really have anything to share about coping because um, I'm still pretty fresh, but I'm hoping for um, tips because at this point I am just leaning toward avoiding the holidays, but since we live in such a commercial society, um, I'm already finding Christmas decorations and commercials, and I realize that I'm probably not going to be able to avoid it. 
So um, that's what I'm hoping um, to get maybe from other listeners is just some tips on how to survive this first holiday season. So thank you, ladies, very much for everything that you do. Um, you're really helping helping a lot of people, I'm sure. Thanks. So that was Aaron. Oh, wow. I don't think I was expecting a voicemail from somebody who had lost their mother so recently and where it's still so fresh and so painful. I just thank you. Thank you, Aaron, for, for calling in and, and for giving that to us and putting that out here for us to hold that space for you. I could just hear the pain in her voice and throughout just her body, you know, it's just, it's so present and probably just feels like it was just yesterday for her. I will say, you know, it's been a lot of years since I had a Christmas with my mom. I know she was asking about tools and tips about how handle how to handle the holidays. And I guess I just want to say that for me, it's still very sad to not have my mom here on the holidays. But I remember those first few years, granted, I was really young. They were the worst because it was just so physically right there. And it's still very sad for me. It's, I just, um, I just want to say that, you know, this year probably it may be the worst, you know, and you just like, let's set expectations for that, right? Like that it's okay to feel how you feel this year, next year, whatever it may be. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to fake it this year. You don't have to like make it like this joyful thing when it's not, you know, just because it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever it may be, just because it's a holiday does not mean that you have to feel this certain way. Um, Because I find when you shut off those feelings, it doesn't heal you. You know, so I'm not saying <laughs> you need to cry the entire time, but I, I just I I think it's okay to to feel the way that you want to feel, you need to feel. Yeah, I agree. I think just permission to let yourself be is so important. And when this is a new experience, like this is such a new experience, and you know you're learning how to navigate it. We're I'm you know, I don't even know. My mom died when I was four and a half. I'm 32. And it's like, I am just, I'm still learning all the time how to navigate this. And there's no, there's no easy answer, but I feel like our other listeners are giving tips that I'm learning from in this episode. Mm -hmm. One of them being, you know, the making new traditions. And maybe you're not there yet where you want to create a new tradition. Maybe you still want to do the old traditions and Maybe you don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, I think like where I'm at in my grieving process is like I'm I'm at a point where I'm ready to start creating some new traditions with bringing my mom back into those because I spent so many years. I've spent so many. I, I can't think of any year I've really brought my mom's memory into Christmas. So mm. whatever comes up for you is okay and is meant to be coming up. Yeah. And it's okay to experiment with that. Like you were saying, Sarah, I mean, maybe this, maybe this will work. Maybe this is what you need. And it's okay to try different things and then, and then say, oh no, that that's, that's painful. That's, I I can't, I don't want to do it that way. However you want to show up for the holidays is how you're going to show up. And 
And it's okay to experiment with that a little bit, feel what looks right. And it's not going to look the same from year to year. I know for me, it definitely hasn't. And it's changed and evolved through the years. And I come back to some things and then I leave other things behind. But it's okay to experiment with that. It's okay to try things and to leave things away that are too much. I also have a really strong feeling that I want to share that, you know, I we all experienced our losses uh, when we were young. And I think the way that we, because of the way, the de- how our brains were developed at that time. And when you're young, you na- navigate uh, loss very differently than you do when you're an adult. So the expectation, I think, to continue to show up as a child is very different than when you're an adult. And I, I, but I want to acknowledge that I did lose my dad when I was an adult. It's about 10 years ago. It's almost 11 years ago. And I remember very distinctly being in a fog-like state for a while after he died. And that was very different than my experience as a teenager when my mom died. And so I don't know if that's true for you, but I, it's, I know that it's very common and that especially in that first year. And I just want to say that if that's something you're experiencing, that's really normal and allowing yourself to be in that state is okay. I'm glad you pointed out the difference because I, I worry that we're doing a disservice by like only having this, like I only have the lens of loss, you know, this loss as a child and it is really Mm -hmm. different. But we all acknowledge that. And we all say that, I mean, in every episode we've recorded, you know, there's, there's the acknowledgement of it. There's the acknowledgement of this is different or, you know, things like that. So, so we hope that through some of the advice that we as hosts are able to give and also that our listeners that have called in are able to give through this episode. We hope that it gives you something to work with this holiday season, Aaron. Um, And just remember that, you know, every year is going to be different and whatever you're feeling is okay to feel. Whatever you want to do is okay to do. However, you can get through it in the best way possible to keep yourself safe, feeling safe. We really appreciate you and thank you for calling in. Thank you. All right, let's move on to our next voicemail. Hi, my name is Whitney. I live in Woodbury, but I grew up in Belgrade, and that's how I know one of the hosts, Aaron. We were friends in high school, and we're still friends now. So that's one of the reasons why I listen to your guys' podcast, because Aaron's my friend, and your guys' podcast is really important and enlightening and all that. So holiday memory of mine is getting these pairs of who converse the band with the union jack on them and they had been discontinued but my mom somehow found a pair of them somehow and uh got them for me when we had our first christmas with my dad up in north dakota uh like my freshman year of college and i ended up crying because i was so happy that i got them and everybody made fun of me but that's still one of my favorite memories well, holiday memory. And then another uh, healthy tool that I have is I'm a huge movie buff. Uh, so every Christmas I watch Die Hard and Die Hard 2 and Santa Claus. 
um, Die Hard and Die Hard 2 because they're the only ones that were set in Christmas, and the Santa Claus because that movie reminds me of my dad because my dad was uh, worked at Menards and Tim Allen is Tim the Toolman Taylor. So, but yep. All right. <laughs> All right. So that was my friend Whitney graciously calling in in support of us. Um, she's been my friend for a long time since high school. Uh, funny, I was actually there at that Christmas when she got those shoes. I remember that. Oh my god! Yeah. So <laughs> I remember that. Fun of her, Aaron. No, I wasn't. I was like, I like silently to myself. I was like, you, you go ahead. You, you cry. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You let it out because, like, I, <laughs> but her like brothers and like her, you know, parents were like making fun of her and everything. And and she she she's also not a person who displays emotion very readily. So I think it was just kind of surprising that she got very emotional, but. Whitney, I think you still have those shoes. So um, <laughs> I, I thought that was such such a fun, such a fun Christmas memory for her to share. Um, and I loved her her movie selection. You know, I think that her movie choices are are like comforting, you know, like like that, like every year she watches them every year. It's this tradition of like, that's that's that thing for me. And the Die Hard first Die Hard movies yes. are Christmas movies. I don't want anyone to argue that point. They are Christmas movies. They are set in Christmas. So, <laughs> and then just her always comparing uh, Tim Allen and the Santa Claus with her dad. Um, I just thought that was very, very sweet and fun memories. And it is nice to do comforting things for yourself every Christmas. I know that I have specific movies that I watch and specific songs that I listen to that are just really comforting that I've done since like childhood, you know, and I just always keep coming back to them because they're nice and nostalgic and very comforting. So... I definitely related to uh, that part of her message as well. Going down the movie conversation, and this this is not a light movie, but if you need a good cry, this is maybe not even a Christmas movie, but there's Christmas moments, which is Stepmom. And it's always, have you guys seen this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Stepmom, Stepmom is a Christmas movie. It's either fall or Christmas <laughs> can be either one of the two. Okay. I tend to watch it every year and I sob like almost yep, through the I whole saw. movie. Like <laughs> hysterical. through the whole movie. I, yeah. but it's just, <laughs> I just, and it is very sad, obviously. And it's about a mom who is divorced from the dad, but she's dying from cancer. And then a stepmom comes to the picture, which is Julie Roberts. It's Julie Roberts and Susan Sarandon. So do you need to say no more, right? <laughs> um, but there's just so many things that happen in that movie that are triggering for me. Mm-hmm. But also, I just love it because I love the combination of the of the two actresses and how they're trying. They really play out those mom-stepmom roles. And I think that can be just really interesting for people to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have never watched it and I, I think on purpose, but I'm going to tell you my, wow. my really Christine. No, I, no, no, I don't know. Okay. Um, okay. But it's on my list now. Cause I just wrote it down. <laughs> um, but I'm going to say, I just want to share. It's a wonderful life. Is that movie for me every year? I watch that one every year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I like that. I like Guys, that I have like a stack of holiday movies. Okay. All three of those are in that stack that I watch anywhere between Thanksgiving and like basically New Year's. 
I will break out the holiday movies on a rotation. Oh, I feel like Nightmare for Christmas. Oh, I feel like crying. I feel like stepmom. Oh, I feel like Home Alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have a rotation of Christmas movies. And yes, I think that is like my way of keeping holidays very comforting for me, especially because of the grieving process and everything. I definitely see myself turning to movies or music um, that are nostalgic and so comforting for me. Um especially when I'm feeling those moments of grief or those moments of I'm, I'm like frozen with this stress or like whatever it is. Um, I always go back to those. So I just have this chunk of movies (laughs) in my collection that I reach for every holiday season. Um, and it's really nice. Well, if you think too about like nostalgia through the lens of it being something familiar that you can kind of predict in a way and know what Mm. to expect Mm -hmm. through like a trauma lens, that's actually really healing and therapeutic. And I hadn't really thought of it in that sense before. It just gets complicated, I think, because it can bring up, you know, in, in that nostalgia is also there's a lot of sadness and loss, but then there's also the you know, knowing what to expect and being able to predict because trauma, you know, like the sudden loss of a parent is, you know, very shocking. And it's not something that, you know, you would, it's kind of like the root for, I see like a lot of my anxiety now is like my nervous system is now just like very thrown by new situations. And so the more familiarity I can have, Um, which is why yoga is so great. It's like you just, you learn a sequence and you just do it over and over. And there's a comfort to that and healing that's really real. So in movies too, it's great. Absolutely. Um, I love that you brought up kind of like that comforting through that trauma lens, like knowing how it ends, knowing those expectations, so comforting. And I've known that for years because of, you know, the trauma I experienced and my ongoing anxiety in my life. Absolutely. And, and I know exactly that that's what it's about. And, and I'm able to reach for those as some coping skills when I'm feeling out of control, you know, or when I'm feeling those really intense feelings of grief or loss. And so, yeah, always going back to those comforting things is really nice. Erin, I think you brought up music too. We haven't really talked about that, but I mean, that is huge, huge for me. Like my parents always played Handel's Messiah, Uh, when we would decorate the Christmas tree. And I think I've shared before, I don't associate myself. I don't call myself a Christian, but that, and that music is deeply steeped in the church, right? But I listen to Handel's Messiah every time we decorate the tree. I put it on, I put it on and it, I, oh, it's so powerful. I love it. I just love Mm -hmm. it. Can you sing it? Um, no, yeah, but no, I'm not going to. I mean, it's <laughs> it's also very long. I mean, it's all it's not, and it just actually, a little jingle, no. just so we know. Okay, <laughs> we already hummed our favorite Christmas songs in the last yeah. episode. Leave so. me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So music is a huge thing for me, even with not around the holidays. Music is yes. a huge way that I still connect with my mom. Like, yeah. such visceral things. Like, for example, like. Steely Dan reminds me of my mother. 
we used to clean on like Saturday mornings and she put on like Steely Dan or Fleetwood Mac and like, it just kind of like bebop around. We'd even, she'd even play it during Christmas sometimes, like around the holidays, like very specific songs or bands or groups like that I remember. And then for Christmas songs, I mean, I would, she endured it, that sync album. I have that same CD. I've had it since I was like, 10. It's the same CD. I have it in my collection now, but that the, the, the NSYNC song and that album that we mentioned the last episode too, you know, that's always fun for me, but lots of, lots of holiday songs and holiday albums and even music that's not, but I still associated with the holidays because of mm-hmm. we would hear it in my house, you know, like Canon and D that was my mom's favorite song. And I think it was played at her funeral, from what I recall. But the Christmas Canon and D version with the kids singing. Oh, the Vienna Boys <laughs> Choir. I'm not 100 <laughs> sure what it is. We will we will link that up. But yeah, it is. I need. It's my know. husband's actually favorite song, which is pretty cute. But yeah, I went through a Canon and D phase where I looked up like every version I possibly could really? and like remix. Wow. Yeah, that there's something Girl. about that song. It just like hits deep. Yeah. And I don't think my parents listen to it. I just love it. Yeah. I think that I think that we should all link, well, obviously we'll we'll put some of our favorite like nostalgic holiday songs in here, but also specifically Canon and D and versions of Canon and D songs. So everybody choose your favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. Um well, thank you, Whitney, for calling in. I thought your voicemail was so fun with that memory and your like comforting nostalgic movies that you watch every year. Uh, it made me smile and think of all the things that I do every year that are so comforting to me. Um, so thank you for sharing. Let's move on to our next voicemail. Hi, my name is Saranika. I'm from Egan, Minnesota. And I listen to Pieces of You because I love hearing other people's experiences with mother loss to provide me perspective and opportunity to reflect on my experience. Sometimes there are parallels and sometimes there aren't, but I always find myself leaving with something beneficial after each episode. I called to share something I've learned about celebrating the holidays. Because of my mother, I always got into buying presents to make other people happy during Christmas time, to watch other people open a gift I worked hard to think of and to buy is really exciting for me. It was also just as exciting to see what my mom bought for me for Christmas since it was always a a surprise. She always kind of played it off like she didn't buy me anything. So it was always really exciting to see what she ended up getting. Now that my parents are gone, that excitement isn't there, and other family members don't share that same desire for that environment, much to my disappointment, I learned that I need to do whatever makes me happy for the holidays, even if it means I don't spend it with family. The holidays are hard enough, so why not spend it with people who share my joy for the holidays and excitement for presents and surround myself with love? Thanks for doing the podcast. Y'all are the best. Bye. I freaking loved her voicemail. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. She had this advice and this memory that was so sweet. And she, oh, I loved it. <laughs> we love yes. Veronica. Yes. Um, we know Veronica. Veronica um, has been a part of um, She Climbs Mountains and has come to some of the groups that Sarah and I co-host. We've all known her for a little while. She is a motherless daughter that we've known for a while and she is wonderful. So thank you for calling and sharing, Veronica. We love you. (laughs) 
thoughts, reflections on Veronica. Well, her memory, you know, that, that, that gift buying and gift giving with her mom and every year that like suspense of like her mom, like, you know, the surprise behind it and everything. And just that being such a joy bringer for her family sounds like, you know, keeping that relationship built between her and her mom every year. I thought that was so sweet. I also think that she had great advice with, so because her mom is gone now um, and she, she is navigating the holidays without parents. She, she mentioned, you know, like, well, other family members don't really enjoy this in the way that I do. So even if I don't spend it with like, I will spend the holidays not with family, but in a way that still brings me joy. Like, again, I think that's a really hard boundary line that she's drawn for herself. Like, if you're not going to enjoy this, then I'm going to spend it with some friends or a friend's family who enjoys it, enjoys this part as much as I do and who is really involved in this and who matches my level. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like taking initiative. Yeah. I thought that that was so special. And she sounded so confident when she said it too. I'm sure it has not always been easy for her, but it really sounds like that is something that like she does that is that makes her feel super safe and comfortable mm-hmm. and loved. And she creates that for herself. You mm-hmm. know, she takes it upon herself to create those scenarios for herself where she knows she's going to feel safe and loved and comfortable um, in in a very similar way to how she used to feel when her and her mom used to spend that together. And I just think that that's so special. I'm really proud of her for, you know, making that choice. It is definitely not like the easy decision, right? But it feels like it's what's right for her. So I'm proud of her for that. Um, I know that for many of us in holidays, it can be so hard and expectations can't be met all times. So whether that's gift giving or a tradition that maybe you want to do, but somebody doesn't want to do anymore in your family or a meal or, you know, it just can go on and on. So I just think it's just so important in going to the holidays to set expectations in your own mind. And if you really want to do something to vocalize it, people can't, You can't expect people to know what your needs are unless you vocalize it. So if you are going to make the choice to be with that, those people, your family, your friends, and you have expectations, I just think it's just key to be able to communicate the things that you need in order Mm -hmm. for it to feel good for you. Mm -hmm. And that takes such practice. I feel like so hard. It's so so hard. hard. And time just Mm -hmm. to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the process. You know, I think just accepting that it is a practice. It's something to learn. And yeah. One of the things that resonated for me is that I really try to do is um, purchase gifts that I know people will love, you know, being really intentional and thoughtful around the gifts that I give. And I just, I love that she how she talks about that, that desire to do that or how she did do that with her mom and her mom did that for her. And I don't know that, that can, you know, think about that. That can really mean a lot, right? When someone, even if it's not this big giant thing, but it, it's like someone heard you say something in passing and they remembered and got you that scarf or got you that hat or, you know, it just can feel so good to be thought of in that way. It's like the ultimate feeling seen. Yeah. I feel like yeah. feeling seen and feeling cared for. 
yeah, like our moms do, right? That we're we're missing that, and so yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, and so and craving that is 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 so natural. Whether it's through like the holiday gift giving or some other form that we crave, I think. I continue to like crave that, you know, you know, totally. because there's always the loss of my mom. So it's like, I continue to crave that. And I feel like, you know, that that's heightened around the holidays for me, at least definitely. Yeah. To be cared for like that. And then if like someone does that after this loved one died and they see you in that same way that your loved one did and they show mm-hmm. that they care for you, how, how special is that interaction? How lovely to feel that again around such a, you know, this, this holiday that has such, um, like high expectations around it too. So Veronica, I really hope you spend Christmas with people who show you just as much love as you show them. We all love you. We hope that you have a wonderful holiday and yeah, keep giving great gifts and showing that you care for people because you are, you are very cared for Veronica. Okay. We are going to move on to our last voicemail the last one. Um, and they also they also have a question for us at the end. I think that's why I kept this one for last. I think it's a really great question. So let's get into it. Hi, this is Melanie. I am a listener from Waconia, Minnesota. And I listen to the podcast because my beautiful and talented sister-in-law, Shadia, is featured as one of the creators and speakers. So It's always a pleasure to listen and understand a little bit more about her grief process and all of the amazing work she's done healing and listening to other stories is just always so fascinating for me. I wanted to answer some of the questions for the podcast. I would say that One of my favorite memories was definitely when all of our children were under five years old, including Shadia's little daughters, and her youngest was two months old at Christmas time, and we were all gathered and crunched into my father-in-law's home in Alexandria, Minnesota, and it was just pure chaos, and everyone was crabby, and no one was sleeping, and the kids were into everything, and the house was not child-proofed. But we had such a wonderful, magical time just embracing the chaos. I would say that coping mechanisms during the holidays would include lots of exercise and lots of wine. Really just that balance between alcohol and working out works for me. Also, just keeping the reason for the season at the forefront, knowing that it's the simple things and focusing on Christ during the season of his birthday. And then um, finally, I would say I have a question for you. Do you find it more comforting to make your own traditions with your family since your mom has passed away? Or do you find it better to think about her memory and relive and focus on the traditions of the past that you may have experienced during the Christmas time? Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Oh my god. That was awesome. That was awesome. Melanie. That's- Melanie, thank you. Shadia's sister-in-law, everybody. <laughs> the balance of wine and exercise. <laughs> yeah. And and there there's something to be said, like exercise, like moving your body, getting physically in your body can like really be grounding, right? But then also like, yeah, sometimes you just need a bottle of wine, like to get <laughs> I mean 
I'm sure Mm. many people feel that. So (laughs) I love my sister-in-law. She just fits into our family so well. (laughs) I just love her. And I just want to say that my mom would have loved her. I mean, she just exudes, I feel like, everything that my mom would have wanted for my brother. Um, (laughs) And I've just always, I've always thought that too. So anyways, we're just really lucky to have her in our family. I just want to reminisce about those, that first uh, Christmas that she's talking about. It was pure hell. I'm going to (laughs) say my kids didn't sleep, I think, for the first five years of their lives. And uh, Madeira, yeah, she was two months old and she was colicky. And it was just, I ended up sleeping on this couch every night with her on top of me because she couldn't, it was terrible. And God love Mel. I mean, she would just be like, I'll take her. Let me just take her and like, you know, sleep with her or whatever. I'm like, thanks. I just need like an hour of sleep. So anyways, it's much easier now that our kids are older and um, just so much fun. But I'm just really grateful for her. I'm so curious, Shadia, because this is, you know, your family and this is your brother's wife. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you shared your mom who passed away. Is this something that's come up? Like, do you have you guys talked about that before mm-hmm. as a family? Um, about what? What specifically are you Your saying? Your mom's death or just like oh. her absence? Um, not a lot. No. Um, Melanie and I have talked about it a lot. And, you know, she's just like, I just can't help but think what our family would have been like. And she's like, I'm really sad for that for our family that we don't have her around. She's really good about talking about my mom with her kids as well. And she's just really one of those really thoughtful, empathetic people and has just been a huge supporter of me with Girls Rise Up and this podcast. And is just, you know, I mean, she also she's married to a motherless son, too. So that's a lot in itself as well. But um, Mm -hmm. going back to your question, though, that are my siblings and I will sometimes in conversation. It's still really hard, though, but not really around my dad because it's just doesn't happen. So Mm -hmm. how would you answer her question at the end, Shad? Um, Well, I believe her question was, do are we more comfortable with our own traditions or doing what our family did. And I, I would actually say, it, did I answer that question or did I ask the question? Oh, yeah. 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 I really like actually a combination of traditions. I loved my family's traditions and I tried to incorporate some of them, but I'm also, I'm really open to creating new traditions for my family or incorporating my husband's traditions into it too. So For me, I'd be really sad if we didn't do some of the traditions that I had growing up. I wouldn't be okay with not doing them at all. But I'm good with incorporating new traditions for my family, you know. These times are changing, so I'm I'm really open to that. What about you guys? I feel similarly. And I thought it was interesting, Erin, as you were reading the question, my body, I really felt that in my body. So I was paying attention to that and wondering, I felt uh, uncomfortable. I felt sad. And that, that was interesting to me that that feeling came up inside. But I agree with what you said, Shadia. I mean, I, you know, we, we definitely are carrying stuff from 
the past and then creating our own traditions. And then when I was married, uh, my ex-husband's family didn't were they were not extreme <laughs> like <laughs> like my family was so uh i i want to say i certainly was open to incorporating stuff from his family but like it it really my my stuff was <laughs> way more intense and so we you were te- like christmas <laughs> on crack yeah so <laughs> we te- we tend to do mo- more of the stuff that my family did uh when i was growing up so it's interesting cuz i feel like this has come up Throughout various, I mean, this question hasn't been worded specifically yet, but we've touched on this a little bit and I've been thinking about it. So it's really cool to end with this because I don't, I think in the questioning, the word better was used. And I think it's important to, you know, maybe substitute the word better with, you know, there's just trade-offs. Like, you know, there's advantages for some people and you know, it's just, it's so unique. And I, I really respect, you know, that she's asking like us, you know, like what feels better for us. And for me, I'm like very much in the process of figuring that out. Like this year, I'm paying more attention to that now, I think than I ever have at the age of 32 and having my mom been gone for most of my life. And, you know, our listener who called in, whose mom died, you know, just this past year. And, you know, my kind of response to, you know, how to cope with the holidays is just being, you know, we all kind of agreed. It's like an experiment. You got to figure it out. I think it's a good question to just be, to resonate uh, or to marinate on, you know, to let reson. I don't know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. For all of us, what feels better? Old, new, combination. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I wouldn't use the word better because it is, it's a combination of the two. And I've spent so many years like going back and forth, like as a kid, as a teenager, just leaning into like this other family who took me in after my mom died and like kind of adhering to these things and just like this, this pattern, this expect this, well, I go to them now for Christmas and it's changed a little bit. And they do things to get my mom in. Like we do things. We talk about her. We've always done that. And they have always been very kind about that and very respectful of that. And I love them for that. And I appreciate that of trying to bring my mom in. And I think for me, I denied that for so long because it was painful because I was still a kid, a young adult. I I was still not understanding this trauma that had happened to me and everything. Um, and it was too painful and then I started to get into it. And then I, I mean, I started to, I've, I've mentioned this before. I have every single thing that we owned in our house together, my mom and I came through me and I got rid of it or I still have it. It's all with me now. So everything meaningful, every Christmas decoration, everything, it came through me. And I brought up in the last episode that a couple of Christmases ago, Keith and I had a really hard conversation because I was so anxious and emotional about these Godforsaken Christmas ornaments that didn't mean anything. They had just always been around. And he was like, we need to get rid of some stuff. We need to talk about this. And I was so hesitant to because I was so attached to these traditions with my mom. And I had my own place and I was in a place where I wanted to let her in, but I didn't know how to do it in a healthy way. Like it was very much like a, nope, just 
every Christmas decoration we have is something that I had in my house. We need to bring my mom fully into this. And I didn't allow space for my partner and I to create new traditions or to get new ornaments. And that was a huge struggle for me, one that I am still working through. I'm still working through a balance of these old traditions and my partner being so sweet and wanting to respect that, obviously, and knowing how I feel about the holidays, but also he pushed for that for us to, Hey, it's also you and me, you know, we are a family now as well. It's not, it's, it's not just you anymore. It doesn't have to be just you. Mm, I like that. It was very sweet. And I got very emotional when we had this conversation, but it, it very much like made the space safe for me to let go of some of those things that didn't serve me anymore. Like literally material possessions that were just taking up space. And I have some things. I put up certain ornaments and I have certain things that I do to remember my mom. I watch a certain movie. I listen to a certain song, but it is not my whole being around the holidays because I also find that I can't do that. I I have to make space for my partner and this life that we're building and new opportunities. So it's been a balance, but it's been a really a really hard struggle to find that balance. I just wanted to thank Mel, as I call her, <laughs> for like taking the time to call in. I know that she was actually going on a big vacation with her family. And she's like, I'll still fit it in. I'm like, you do not have to. And she did. And that it really, it really means a lot to me. So thank you. I really appreciate Melanie calling in as well. Um, I really liked her question that she asked us. And I think, I think that her asking that speaks to her like being very intentional. And you had mentioned, Shadi, that you and her talk about your mom and this loss, and she's she's thoughtful and she's intentional with this. And I think that question really speaks to this. Um, she, you know, she's I just love the question, and I think it just speaks to how thoughtful and intentional of a person she really is especially with this, with this holiday stuff. So thank you for listening this week, everyone. And thank you so much to all of our listeners who called in and just everyone else who listens. I think this has been a magical episode for us to realize like who's listening, why they're listening. Everything you shared with us was so intimate and fun and sweet. And we really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. We release new content every other Tuesday. Our next episode topic will be a season one recap and will be released on December 28th. You can listen wherever you stream your podcasts. You can also find us at piecesofyoupodcast.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Pieces of You Podcast. If you love our pod, please rate and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Take care of yourselves. And remember, if we work together, we can make the broken better. Yeah.